Howdy friend, welcome to Homegrown, I'm your host R.P. Smith. I hope all of you enjoyed your Thanksgiving celebration and that those of you who are celebrating today also have a great one. The excitement for our family this week was that my son-in-law had an emergency appendectomy. He's doing fine but still a little sore. So when my daughter called on Thursday morning wondering if someone from our outfit could come down and help with a few chores, Caleb and I were glad to go down ahead of dinner at Beth's folks. The chores didn't amount to a whole lot, but it gave me a reason to wear my coveralls and heavy coat and cap to Thanksgiving at the Huffs. These articles of clothing came in real handy when Caleb and I headed home during daylight and found our cows no longer happy with their pre-snow allotment of cornstalks. By analyzing the location of the cows, I came to the conclusion that it would be easier to move the fence than move cows, but I had not taken into account the frozen drizzle buildup on the poly wire. When you double the size of the wire, it will no longer fit on the reel. This became very obvious about 50 yards from the end of the run. By the time I'd reached this conclusion, the cows had realized they had no constraints and had moved on to the neighbor's stackyard. I sent Caleb to try and bring them back while I put up the fence where we had just taken it down. I appreciated getting the chance to wish a couple of the young ranchers in our community a happy Thanksgiving and also appreciated their help in getting the cows back in. It was handy that I had my coat, coveralls, and mittens, but Caleb does not carry fiberglass fence posts or a post driver in his car. So I sent him on the 14-mile round trip to get the fencing pickup while I put up a fence on the shoulder of the road, hoping that a one-night grazing strip would keep him happy until the following morning when we move him home. At the time of this recording, I have not gotten any phone calls, but I doubt there are too many folks out and about just yet. What a fortunate man I am. I had a chance to spend some quality time with my son, visit with a few neighbors, and get a little practice controlling my tongue. And when I failed, develop an appreciation that we serve a merciful God. And also got a chance to put some of those calories ingested from my Thanksgiving feast to good use. Checking my Facebook feed on Friday morning, I saw a post from my friend Vess Quaylen from Colorado. Vess is a poet that I've had a chance to rub shoulders with at gatherings around the country, and I have appreciated his outlook and insights on life. Reading this post was encouraging to me this morning, and I hope you will enjoy it as well. Holiday season greetings to both friends and enemies. I am grateful to have been born where I was, when I was, and to good parents. A few days before Thanksgiving, I limped into my eighth decade on a right leg crippled by polio in 1951. I am grateful to have raised a family with the same good woman that I've been married to for over 60 years. I am grateful for my struggles and failures. I have never learned much from easy victories, and they have usually caused me to think I was smarter than I actually was, and usually led to more spectacular failures. If I were elected King of the United States, incidentally that's a very bad idea, and allowed to govern by executive order, I would order the pharmaceutical companies to develop a gratitude serum. My second order would be for all my subjects to proceed to their nearest dispenser of inoculations 
and receive a generous dose. A grateful population would probably be able to solve most of her problems without so much discord. To those who rush about with their hair on fire, insisting our country has never been more divided and our politicians and businesses more corrupt and shouting down any who disagree, I would gently suggest they Google a little dust-up called the Civil War and the Teapot Dome scandal, and then politely ask what in the hell they were doing during the 60s. Kevin Rutherford of Road Dog Radio recently mentioned a story I remember reading and misunderstanding many years ago. It is called Acres of Diamonds by Earl Nightingale. This story is about a struggling South African farmer who sold his farm to go seeking a diamond mine. When he returned, broke, destitute, and hungry to his former farm and found it prosperous. I thought the lesson was against greed. Now many years later I understand his error was a lack of gratitude that he was a good farmer with his own farm. This holiday rant is ended. I remove my imaginary crown and abdicate as your king. Y'all are on your own. I hope you can be grateful for your own acres of diamonds, whatever they are, and have a happy Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas, and a prosperous 2020. Thank you for these words of wisdom from my friend Vesk Quaylen of Colorado. Thanks for riding along on Homegrown this morning. Hoping that the Lord blesses you real good today and that our happy trails cross again soon. I'm R.P. Smith.